Hi, it's Jess Fisher. You're listening to episode two of Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, the educator's version, where we explore some of the science featured in the story. Keep listening to the end of this episode to hear me and Nate Dufort talk about the conservation of rare and uncommon animal, plant, and natural communities with Nathan Shepard, Eastern Regional Field Biologist with the North Carolina Natural Heritage Program. Enjoy the show and talk to you soon. Chapter 2 The Monster Iowa? Where have you been? It's dark out already. Oh, you were swimming again. What did I say about going... Get back inside. Wet and scared. Bad combo. Rex, they... they torched Riverton. Torched? Why? They were looking for someone. Something. Did they say what it was? They said cargo, and there was a man. He whistled while everything burned. Whistled? Iowa, you need to stay out of the water. It's not safe. What do you think they meant by cargo? Could they have been looking for... animals? You didn't answer my question. What were you doing in the river? Well, I brought you something for your birthday. Here. It's a tomato, I think. You got a tomato in the river? No, I... Found it. Found it in your garden near the forest? The one you pretend doesn't exist? I don't know what you're talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. You know that growing things on your own is illegal. It's... Regulated. I I know. But my garden, if if there is one, is on the other side of the river where no regs go. For good reason. It's next to the Forbidden Forest. So, are you going to eat it? Because it's red and juicy, and it took me forever to grow it. I mean, it is awfully red. I haven't had one in forever. Open up. Climb to the roof, Iowa. I'll meet you there. Aunt Callie? Go. Now. All right, all right. Don't break the door down. I slipped out the window and up to the roof while Aunt Callie faced the regulators. And as I waited, I remembered a song I used to sing as a little girl. One I hadn't thought about in years. One, two, three, how many animals do you see? <sighs> They're gone. I know. They took your birthday tomato. Maybe next year, right? Yeah. You can see the fires across the water from up here. <laughs> your eyes are better than mine. Like one of those owls from the stories? <laughs> If you say so. They took my parents. Owls? Regulators. It was them, wasn't it? I told you many times, it's best not to talk about that. I remember mom and dad, you know, even though I was little. What do you remember? Mom's voice was really sweet, but she had these rough hands. Dad called me Beetlebug, and we used to sing that silly song together. About animals. One, two, three. How many animals do you see? (laughs) That's the one. Was it because of animals? Is that why they were taken away? Because I found things. Stories. 
That's all they are. But what were the regulators looking for in Riverton? Like I said, best not to ask. Time for bed, Iowa. It's been a long day. When Aunt Callie put me to bed that night, my cheeks burned. Like I could still feel the fire from the village. Aunt Callie? Do you believe in Haven? A place where the animals live? The ones who are left? I think it's good to believe in something. Good night, little one. Aunt Callie. Sorry, I know you're getting too old for that nickname. Sleep tight, Iowa. But I didn't get much sleep, because in the middle of the night, someone was in my room. One, two, three. How many animals do you see? Aunt Callie? What? Who, who are you? Name's Arizona. I'm the agent before you. The, the agent before? Why are you in my room? Trust me, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't an emergency. If the cargo didn't need you. Cargo? Y you mean an animal? I know I'm breaking protocol, but it's like nothing I've seen before. And let's just say, the cargo and me, we ain't pals. What is it? No time for questions. Whistler and the regs, they'll burn every village within a hundred miles to find it. Get dressed and come with me. Come with you? Where? Back through the floor, to the forest. Through the floor? Why? You know the song, right? You got the next verse? The song? You mean the one my parents used to sing to me? What's that? My aunt. She must have been out getting firewood. She can help us. Let me go get her and... Uh, hello? Uh, Arizona? Hello? Next morning, I couldn't say for sure if the girl who came to see me was real or a dream. If she was looking for cargo, why would she need me to find it? Iowa! Uh, Gideon? I heard the regs came to your place last night. I was really worried. Like, really, really worried. Thanks. You're okay? Do I look okay? No, I mean you have bags under your eyes and your hair is crazy I'm and- sorry, I asked. How did they find you? Did they follow you from the school? Did they follow me from the school? I think there's more to it. I think it has something to do with my parents. Your parents? That sounds dangerous. Iowa, maybe it's time to take a break from adventures. You should take a break. I'm going to my garden to find answers. Are you sure this is a good idea? If the rest I'll are... be careful. Do you will? You know me. Safety first. My collection was a morning's walk all the way around the water's edge. But I never walked. Woohoo! Didn't have to do much swimming that day either. All that rain, Yee the current was so fast. Oh, the yeah. key to riding a river of Yee white water, just go with it. <laughs> Outside the Forbidden Forest was an overgrown field surrounded by a metal fence. Rusty old signs said they used to play games here with balls and sticks. 
This was my garden. More ripe tomatoes. Aunt Callie's going to be so happy. At the edge of the garden was a little area covered with a roof. Home dugout. That's where my collection lived. Proof that the animals existed once, that the world used to be a very different place. I dug through the ancient bones and books and faded drawings of animals and found my most prized possession. The only thing I had left of my mom and dad, my teddy bear. Even Aunt Callie didn't know I kept it here. Hey, Teddy. The girl in my room asked if I knew the, the next verse of the song. <laughs> I know you do. Somehow, the recording in Teddy's belly still worked. Is this why you recorded it, Mom? To tell me about the animals? About Haven? Oh, great! More rain! Build with what was shunned. Is, is that supposed to mean something? So who? Ah, regulators! What are you doing way out here, girl? What do you have in the bag? I, I, I came out to uh, pick, pick flowers. You are in violation of Regulation 48-C, unauthorized entry into the Forbidden Forest, and 37-A, illegal entry of waterway. Lie on your stomach and put your hands on your oh, head. Oh, uh, I didn't mean to... Down. Now! Okay, okay. Uh, I don't want any trouble. Let me just put my bag down. Hey. You guys hungry? What? Just wondering if you want to... Tomato! Hey! Come on, Iowa. Forget about your foot. Run hard. Get back here. You can't run from us, Agent. Gotta get to the river. Gotta get to the... Ah, got you. Didn't get very far, did you? Now, get down. Uh, no! Not... Get off of Tell me. us what you know, Agent. Tell us now, or we go uh, see Bristol. Uh, no! Let's bring her in. No! What? What was that? You are in two? That didn't sound human. Come on, let's get her out of here. I can't be. That sounded closer. Let's go. I don't like this. What's that sound? An animal? Is that? There it is again. What is that? Uh, I don't know. Shh. I think it's right. The monster had long yellow fur, big teeth, and a long tail. It looked over at me, and I recognized what it was. Dog! Welcome to Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, the educator's version, where we dig into the actual science behind the episodes of Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog. 
I'm Nate Dufort, who some of you may know from the shows Unspookable and Reach, a space podcast for kids. And with me, as always, from Gen Z Media and Six Minutes Rewind is Jessica Fisher. Hey, Jess. Hey, Nate. Well, that was a really exciting episode. Sort of our meet cute between Iowa and the dog. I don't know. I think there's a friendship a brewing. Mm, maybe. <laughs> so, Jess, walk us through what happened on today's episode. Okay. Episode two is called The Monster, and it's our introduction to what might be the last remaining dog on Earth. After a visit to the regulators, Iowa goes to sleep and wakes to a mysterious girl in her room. Creepy. Arizona, as she calls herself, tells Iowa that she has to help deliver the cargo. The next morning, Iowa visits her collection near the forest. When regulators find her, Iowa is rescued by a dog. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're joined by Nathan Shepard, Eastern Regional Field Biologist with the North Carolina Natural Heritage Program. Nathan works on various topics related to the conservation of rare and uncommon animal, plant, and natural communities. Nathan Shepard, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to be here. Can you give us an overview of what it is you do? I'm a biologist that my job is to go out and into the woods, into the, into the forest, and go survey for species that are either endangered, threatened, or we just don't know what's going on with that population, and we want more information. And that goes for plants, animals, and what we call natural communities. And what is the difference between the classification of an endangered and a threatened species? A species being endangered is probably best defined as a species that's at risk of becoming extinct. Populations are dwindling and there's just, you know, they're very at risk of becoming extinct. Threatened species are just species that are at risk of becoming endangered, essentially. And then what does it mean for a species to be extinct? Extinct species are when all the individuals that make up a species are gone. They've all died off. All the populations no longer exist. Can you tell us what are the contributing factors to a species becoming threatened? Yeah, the number one factor kind of across the board globally is habitat loss. That is probably the biggest one by a margin. Its effects are pretty catastrophic um, and broad. Happens over, you know, essentially everywhere. Um, Kind of the next one would be pollution. And a lot of things are included when I say pollution. So pollution can be a factory that dumps their waste in a stream, or it can be trash in the ocean, and and it can lead to things like climate change, for instance. So it can be narrow and it can be broadly defined. Um, So another, another factor is poaching, and that's been more of a problem. That's more of a problem in certain areas or in the past. You know, one example would be You know, in Southeast Asia, there's a lot of turtle diversity. There's a lot of different turtle species there, and they are often consumed for food. And so, you know, that pressure is pushing a lot of species towards extinction. And another one that comes up more when species are already kind of at risk is genetic vulnerability. And that's when you have species that just have trouble reproducing. What's the work being done by you and others to help these species? The key really is to gather as much information as we can possibly gather to know about these species. So whether that comes 
at surveying and inventories like I do, where we're going out and trying to find new populations or, you know, check on populations that were documented 20 years ago, or that comes at more specific research that's looking at why this species is really disappearing, is what's happening to the habitat that they exist in. And then that pushes towards what we can do about it, which would be things like we can inform land managers that certain forestry practices or, you know, there are certain things they can do to their property to make it better for a species to persist. And then the more we know about a species, we, we, we can assess where they are, if they're threatened, endangered, if they're just something that's a concern, but not pressing, we can prioritize them. Another way we can do this is captive breeding and rearing, uh, where we take you know, either a piece of a population of a species or a whole population into captivity and breed them at zoo, zoological facilities, zoos, and reintroduce them into areas. Or we rear them by taking pieces of egg masses from frogs from the wild and rearing them up until they're little baby frogs. Once they metamorphose out of being a tadpole, we reintroduce them. That can help. Another way is we can, if we find populations of endangered species on a piece of property that's at risk of a number of things, we can push for people to buy that land so we can manage that population better. And then enforcement of poaching. You know, that, that's not such a big thing in the United States. It is a little bit. One that's becoming more of a risk is disease monitoring and research. We're asking questions about new diseases into uh, already endangered, threatened species or species that have never been around that disease, how they're going to deal with it on top of the habitat loss and all these other factors. All right. Final question for you. Why should we all care about the potential extinction of these species? You know, the biggest reason to care about extinction would be it shows that our planet is unhealthy and one extinction can lead to another extinction. There's a turtle in the southeastern United States called the gopher tortoise, and they dig these very lengthy underground burrows. And then there's another snake that's already threatened that relies on those burrows for laying eggs and having young and babies. And so if gopher tortoises went extinct, indigo snakes could be the next. So one extinction could lead to another, could lead to another, could lead to another. And before you know it, vital resources we depend on, like clean water and air and in certain places where they they hunt for food you know, that can be under threat thank you nathan shepherd thank you so the removal of someone's home that makes sense you need a home right yeah so if that's the number one cause and you know then climate change obviously poaching less a problem in the united states like we see all of these are things that can uh, deplete the resources and the populations of these species yeah i guess when i first started listening i thought to myself like a negative person well does this just happen like, do animals just get extinct? But what I really like what he said was uh, that this shows that our planet is unhealthy. Yeah. And if you're looking at health holistically, as so many of us do with our own bodies, that means 
it can be repaired. Mm. There's something that we can do to fix it. So I thought in the end, and maybe that's just the positive to your negative, Jess, uh, that there is like positive change we can make. I like that. That's nice. That's nicer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is it for this episode. We'd like to thank Nathan Shepard, Eastern Regional Field Biologist with the North Carolina Natural Heritage Program. To find out more about threatened and endangered species, check out the links and resources in this episode's show notes. For more awesome pods, go to gzmshows.com. It's starting. GZM Shows. Imagination Amplified.